What up, folks? What it do? Welcome to another episode of the Best Advice Ever podcast with your boy, Mike Goodwin. Yeah, the bowtie comedian. So I'm back in the place for another episode in time with you. And as you know, the way we always start, or the way I always start the podcast, is with the segment called On the Road Again. And I'm on the road. We're in the beginning of 2023, strategizing and organizing as we're moving forward as it relates to my entrepreneurship, my comedy career. And this week, I was in two spots. So, interesting enough, I was in the great Lone Star State of Texas. Really enjoy Texas. Go to Texas pretty pretty regularly. I didn't realize that I was going to Houston, Texas, because the event was in Humble, Texas. But that's like saying an event's an event that's in Columbia is in Irmo. Like it's the same place. It's not very far. But I when I when I put stuff on the calendar, I write things down. I don't I don't know Humble, Texas from McKinney, Texas to El Paso to like I just I, my geography as it relates to other states is very suspect, especially Texas, maybe North Carolina, maybe Georgia. Tennessee, Virginia have a pretty good grasp of what cities are located near what. Some of you may say, well, Mike Goodwin, look at a calendar. Well, I'm not looking at a calendar. Not look at a calendar. Look at a map. <laughs> look at a map. It's not that very, it's not very difficult. But I look at a map. I always check what's the closest airport, Houston. And I and I even think, I think, if I'm not mistaken. I was advised to get a flight to Bush Airport. IAH, I think, is the the code. Houston has for 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 commoners, for folks that fly commercial, there are two airports primarily. There's Hobby and there's Bush. What I've surmised, and, and Mike Goodwin may be wrong, but what I've surmised. When I've gone and done events in Houston for black folks, I fly in the hobby. But when I do it for folks that's not black folks, I fly into Bush. Now, that may just be coincidental. There may be not a rhyme or reason. <laughs> hobby, black folks. And even even if and I'll look at the prices sometimes. So maybe I'm doing something for some black folks and flying the bush. They'll be like, hey man, that's on the other side of Houston. Now again, this is just my experience. I may be right. Well, I don't even I ain't even trying to be right. I'm just telling you from what my experience has been. When I fly in the bush, I'm doing shows for white folks. But when I fly into hobby, I'm doing shows for black folks. Now, this past show was a multicultural church, and 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 multicultural 
you know, I'm out often <laughs> go to places and folks say they they multicultural. And I, I I said this Friday night. I said a lot of churches are multicultural by faith, but not in manifestation. This church was multicultural. Like a lot of times when folks say they multicultural, they got a family. <laughs> it's a particular family. You, oh, you talking about the you talking about the Joneses. Oh, you, you you talking about the McKinney's. <laughs> Ain't not the whole church not multicultural. But yeah, I did this great event. It was a, a volunteer appreciation, servant leader appreciation at a church, the Grace Church of Humble, and they called it the One Team Gala. And it was top notch. It was extraordinary. Red carpet, but it just wasn't red carpet and a step and repeat. They had the three three sixty photo booths that two on both ends. It was it was amazing, outstanding event that I had a, a tremendous, tremendously great time at. They had again, they had it was formal, so folks were dressed in in their best gowns and tuxedos, black tie event. They even had Christian cocktails. They were making <laughs> yeah, Christian cocktail. It, it was tremendous. It looked very similar to an Emmys or the Grammys. That it was a, that type of award-winning vibe. And we had a great time. I did a set. It was wonderful. Now. A, a little, a little bit of transparency. You'll see the pictures. Their pictures. If I'm so, so the goal is to is to get leaner, to get lean. You know, I'm, I'm not, I wouldn't even say leaner to be lean. So by my birthday, my birthday is July 18th, which is in about seven months. My good one's gonna be at optimum fighting weight. Now, I typically very seldom have problems losing weight. My issue is the maintaining. I lose to cruise, meaning once I lose the weight, I start cruising back to all the locations that help me gain the weight. So I'm back at the the usual suspects after I lose the weight. So I'm feeling good, looking good. Hey, let's go over here to Crumble Cookie. Let's throw down over here at the Bunt Cake Place. I don't remember the name of them because I haven't been in a while because I'm trying to be lean. But and if, if you see me in a, in a black tie, I cannot currently wear my tuxedo pants. The one that my jacket matches, I the one with the black with the lat with the with the stripe, the tuxedo, I can't. I can wear them. I can wear them, but I cannot do quick movements in them. I have to move circumspectly. That should be a podcast word of the day at some point. I should no quick movements. So I I've come a mighty long because there was a time where we could not button them up. Now I can button them up. But there is an abundance and there's an overflow. My stomach has an overflow 
over the top of my pants. And so that's just, it just isn't, it isn't profitable for me or for the audience. Matter of fact, this shirt, I put this shirt on, I grabbed this shirt and said, hey man, I'm going to record a podcast. I didn't realize this was a shirt that I was weighing 10 pounds earlier. This is a 10 pound less shirt. I, I have, this is shirt is at capacity. I might, I might pass out. I'm lightheaded. I'm not even gonna lie. I'm lightheaded. This podcast might be 14 minutes because by the time the blood stops circulating in my brain, because I got on this Under Armour dress shirt. But we're gonna correct all that, man. We 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 we've made some 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 adjustments. But you're gonna if you see pictures of the show, you're gonna see me in in what the the the, the actual material or, or what's it? It's called Black Watch. It's a plaid that's uh it's, it's it's green and black, and it's formal, so you can wear it as a tuxedo. So so those pants are far more forgiving than my tuxedo pants. I think I took the tuxedo in and had it had it altered when I was at my leanest of leans. I should eat I should have put a little bit of cushion in there, but I was feeling was feeling great. I was like, oh yeah, we're gonna stay here. And uh we didn't stay there. So hopefully by this summer, if you see me in a black tie event, I got on black tuxedo pants and not some other version. That's acceptable. It's, it's acceptable. It's sharp, but it is, man, it's not what you want. So I was there on Friday night, flew back into the state on Saturday, had an event in Batesburg, Leedsville for Cromer's Trucking. Celebrated their annual awards banquet. 30 years they've been in business. So I did you know, I did the event for their drivers and their spouses, the uh, other vendors that they work with, sales folks that work in the office, the staff. It's a great night. So we were at, at Batesburg, out in Batesburg, Leesville, and they had it catered by Sheely's Barbecue. And I did not partake because I know I have some goals. I have, I have some goals I'm trying to accomplish. So I didn't partake in the fine sheetless. And at some point, I'll drive back out there. It's not, wasn't that far. It was a hop, skipping a jump. Hop, skipping a jump. And it was at a spot, T.S. Farms. Right out of Batesburg, Leedsville. So that was on the road. It's very, very productive week. This week, I'm actually going to spend time in a business mastermind that I'm a part of, Traffic, Sales, and Profit. We have an event every year at the beginning of the year called Game Plan. So it basically helps us to organize ourselves going into 2023. So I'm excited about this upcoming week. Spend a, a lot of time around other entrepreneurs that are growing and scaling six-figure, seven-figure, eight-figure businesses. And my daughter's actually going, she's going to be speaking, which will be pretty exciting. But I, I'm really locked in. I was I was locked in this time last year, and then I got sideswiped by a opportunity. I'll talk about that probably at some point on the podcast. But I was so locked in last night. I was so locked in. 
that I kept the room key. It's I, and I, I still have it. It's it's down here. The room key from Game Plan 2020. This was a reminder, and they you know it's so dope. They got it advertising the actual way. So the guy Lamar 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 Tyler, who's the CEO, owner, operator. It's dope. So they take over the hotel. The hotel is everything's branded in TSP traffic, sales, and profit. So I'm excited about this upcoming week. And I'll share some of the gems that I learned from the event. But speaking of sharing, I'm about to share with you the best advice ever. This is the best advice ever podcast. So I'm going to share with you. Every week, I share one piece of advice that I would deem it to be the best advice ever. And this week, the the advice is over-deliver. Over-deliver. That that may relate to your business. That may relate to relationships. That may relate to your academic pursuits. Over-deliver. And what I mean, we've... And I and I recently saw this advice given to someone. But typically, when folks give you this advice, they say under promise and over deliver. And I don't like the under promise part. It feels a little deceptive. Deceptive may not be the word, but it feels like I don't know if you are spades players out there, but it feels like you're sandbagging. You're sandbagging. If you play spades, which I got to teach my family how to play, play spades. They don't know how to play spades. But if you play spades, it's basically you underbid. You have a certain number of books. Let's say you have five books in your hand, but you say you have three. You're under-delivering. You're under-promising. So you know you're going to do it sooner, but you tell folks, hey, uh, it's probably going to be four weeks. And you know you can do it in two. So I don't like the under deli- I don't like the under promise part of that advice. I do think the over delivery aspect of that. I think that's just good advice. I think that's good practice. And the over delivering doesn't have to be some spectacular thing. I think about a simple example of over delivery is when you go to a Chinese restaurant and they give you a fortune cookie. That's over-delivered. You purchased and paid for your meal. You got the general ties, towels, ties, towels, the general sows. Some of these words, you know, the tea salad. I don't know what to say, but the the, the orange chicken, the cow, <laughs> the cow pow chicken with some chow with some uh, brown rice. It's broccoli, right? They charge you a certain amount. You pay that amount. They give you your food, but then they give you a fortune cookie. They over-delivered. They gave you just a little bit more. There's great examples of that. My wife and I, we talked about it. We go on these retreats every quarter, and, and oftentimes we'll go to these spots, like resort getaway-type spots, you know, high-end Bed and breakfast, not really breaking bed and breakfast, but resort, residence, chateau, lawn, your areas in which 
it's just not a hotel. It's a it's an experience, right? And so you pull up, and they over deliver. They have someone that meets you, and they check you in, and they get your bags, and they may park your car. They may have some champagne or some water there available to you when you when you pull in because they know probably been driving for a bit, so they over deliver. You buy a ticket to a, a athletic event. And they give you a, 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 a towel that you can twirl around. They give you a program. Now, now some of this stuff may be embedded in the cost, and you may want to look at that. You may want to look at that, especially if you're in business. There may be an additional charge that you can place on your services. But look for opportunities in which you can over-deliver. My, my daughter, my wife, Confidence by Gabby. When you order a barrette or some some products from us and we ship it to you, my daughter writes a handwritten letter of thanks to the purchaser. Over delivery. And she writes, I just brought a stack of letters. I brought a stack of cards to the office today. Oh, I'm back in the room. Hey, I'm back in the spot. I, I just totally blew by that. I'm back in the spot. I got a partner of mine that watches the Listen to Podcast. I guess he watches it when it was in the house. He can't listen. He doesn't watch it when I'm in the office because he don't like my flag. He don't like. He don't like <laughs> my fraternity. He don't like looking at that flag. So he probably will start going back to listening to the podcast. I think he was watching it because he made a comment last week. <laughs> but yeah, over. Over deliver. Over deliver. And in ways you can do that, you can do things faster. Don't under promise. Just do it faster. Just don't, you know, say. And, and sometimes they're, they're sometimes they're not even a date that people need to get information back. Just say, I, you know, when I finish, I'll get this right back to you. So over deliver. Look for opportunities to over deliver. Do things faster. Look for opportunities to surprise people. One of the things I do. And I try to do a relationships. When I go to lunch and go out with other couple, I'll pay the bill. That's over delivering on my friendship. Like, hey man, pay the bill. We don't have to be like, okay, well, who had the egg rolls? Who had the shrimp and grit? No, I got it. We good. Be generous. Over deliver. So that's something that I want you to think about. I want you to ponder on. That is a component, I think, that is some of the best advice ever. If someone in your life hadn't told you, you should be looking for opportunities to over deliver. I do. That's what I try to do as it relates to my comedy. I want my comedy show to be funnier than you anticipated it to be. I know you want, when folks hire me, I know that. Looking forward, they've seen stuff online. But in that event, live at the event, I want to be better than what they anticipated. I want to over-deliver. The other thing I do, I take pictures. I sign autographs, and I don't, there's no additional charge. Folks want to take pictures? Yes. Let's take pictures. Now, it's, it's, it's changed a little bit because 
I haven't been selling merch at, at events. So I'm typically not out in the foyer after a show. But I would love to connect with folks and, and, and sign pictures and sign autographs, take pictures. So I look for opportunities to over-deliver. And I would encourage you to do that. One of the ways you can over-deliver with folks is just to listen. Listen. A lot of times, people want to talky-talky. Nobody want to listen-listen. And that's the way you can over-deliver. So that's the best advice that I'm have for you today on this podcast. So we transition into the next part. It's one of my favorite words. I've been saying it for a very long time. And it's the what you're not going to do segment of the podcast. I saw this in the paper. And it's basically saying Bo, uh, Bojangles is creating an alcoholic drink. They're creating a hard sweet tea. Say they are producing a version of its sweet tea with alcohol in it. This beverage is being created in a partnership with Appalachian Mountain Brewery. Sweet tea will be sold in stores, not in the restaurant chain. So that's, that's I think that's good. Uh, I think Bojangles saying what you're not going to do is uh, get a DUI with your side of diabetes. That's what you're not going to do. That's what you're not going to do. Man, they making everything alcohol accessible. I mean, there's very few things now that doesn't have hard, if you got hard cider, hard lemonade. Man, back in my day, the only good tasted alcohol was the St. Eyes malt liquor. Malt liquor not good. That's not. That's like liquid crack cocaine. Back in my day, I, I, I'm starting to feel like that person. It was like back in the day, stuff didn't taste good. You just drunk, get to drink it. Now, man, you you. Now, when I went to Korea, Korea, they had something called soju. Soju, I, man, look, I don't know what was in that stuff, but you could. It was easily undetectable if you added a mixer to it. So if you put what some type of juice, you wouldn't taste the soju. And five cups later, the MPs have you in the prone position on your face with your hands behind your back. That stuff was dangerous. So it's like Bojangles out here putting alcohol in sweet tea, man. What you're not going to do is how granny's drunk at the church picnic. That's what you're talking about. I also saw another story in New York. This was in Brooklyn. Brooklyn! Where my Bro- Where Brooklyn at? Where Brooklyn? I'm not from Brooklyn, but I'm a fan of hip-hop, and you can't listen to hip-hop without... Brooklyn's in the house without a doubt. I'm the brother with clout everybody else about. But this is in Brooklyn. It's in a man made off with $300,000 in cash in a, in a bizarre Brinks truck robbery last week. According to police, the thief swiped the unattended money bag. How is $300,000 unattended? How, how does that even happen? What you're not going to do is tell me that somebody had $300,000 in a bag that was unattended. 
unattended from the armor's truck's bumper. Man, get out of here, man. This was an inside job, baby. <laughs> Somebody's cousin drives the truck. Come on, man. Unattended money bag from the armored truck's bumper while two other men distracted the Brinks employee by asking him for directions. Get out of here, man. Y'all cut that out. Somebody's lying. <laughs> what you're not going to do is have me believe that you got distracted. You just set the money on the bumper. It was like, hey, man, let me tell you how to get to the Starbucks on Flatbush Ave. No, that's not. We're not believing that. We're not going with that. It's not true. What I'm not going to do is believe that's the case. And last but not least, I have to clear up something that happened in the last podcast. So last podcast, I was talking about taking pictures with folks and having my hands exposed. Now, I mentioned a friend of mine, Trey Bray, mentioned a friend of mine, and I may have alluded or it sounded like, here I am, upstanding citizen of America and righteousness and fidelity. I don't want to be having my e my goods spoken evil of when I'm taking pictures with folks. But I have friends that are clamoring to take pictures with women so they can fill them up. That's that's not what I was saying. That's not what if I communicated that. I my, my apologies. I'm not saying my friends are envious and jealous of me because I'm taking pictures with women and they want to take pictures with women and they want to rub off. That's that's not <laughs> what I was saying. I was just simply saying that that's not my deal. That's not my deal. I've, uh, I'm very well confident in my relationship with my wife. I'm well satisfied above and beyond. Shake down. Shake, uh, press down. Shaking together. Running over my wife gives into my bosom. So uh, no issues there. But I did have a thought. When I when I took some pictures recently with with folks and I was trying to put my hands, in fact, this happened Friday night, trying to put my hands where people could see them. Hey, look at my hands! I'm not grabbing the lady on her butt. However, these women had their shoulders out. I don't feel comfortable putting my hand on skin. So for you to see my hand, like typically when I'm taking a picture and you don't see my hands, it's it's a fist. And it's and it's and it's on the woman's back, a hundred percent of the time, or it may be on her side. But to put my hand on her shoulder, which she don't have any clothing, it just because that feels weird to me. And the other thing too, I don't. The word double standard is a real issue, but nobody ever worry about what my hand is when I'm taking pictures with dudes. Hmm. Hmm. You don't think that might, what if that, what if I'm rabbing somebody butt, some dude butt? What if that's my challenge? They, yo, yo, he ain't doing that. Oh, he grabbing that lady butt. So, man, I, I just, hey, man, if I'm taking a picture with folks, I'm not grabbing. I'm not grabbing. You could go back over the course of my life. I stopped grabbing women, and they weren't even women then. They were like, this was in middle school. I was grabbing butts. I was a butt grabber. I grabbed butt probably up until 
somewhere in high school. There's some women can say, hey, man, yeah, Mike Goodwin. I couldn't get a book from the bottom shelf. He would appear. Grab my butt. That, that, that is true. This is true. But when I was a child, I put away childish things. I'm a grown man now. I, I hate to have to share this moment on this podcast. I grabbed the butt or two in my day as a young one. But as an adult, no. I'll put my hands on nobody but my wife. That's where my hands go. But thank y'all for checking in to another episode. This episode, also, I want to share my flowers. Give my flowers out to my boy, my partner, Charles Brave the Third. We call him Trey. Trey is a good friend of mine. I met Trey back in college. We've spanned it probably 20 years. And he's a solid dude. He's a great husband great father, and an excellent businessman and pastor. Uh, I am honored to have him as a friend. I wanted to give him his flowers in this episode. I'm always taking shots at him on the low because he's my friend. I take shots at my friends because that's love and affection. However, I have such a high regard for this young man. He's younger than me. I'm a, I'll even talk about like kind of, I, I, I keep a perpetual youngness, but there, there's a reason for that. He's a younger He's younger than me, but that's my brother. And so shout out to you. Salute to you, my guy, Trey Brave. He just had a birthday recently and uh, want to give him his flowers on the podcast. I won't have him on a guest anytime soon, but no, I'm just kidding. I'll probably have Trey on at some point. And the other thing before we get out of here, I'm going to give you the podcast word of the day. Ubiquitous. That's the word of the day. Ubiquitous. Ubiquitous means, well, let's spell it. U-D-I-Q-U-I-T-O-U-S. Ubiquitous. And it basically means it's everywhere. It's present, appearing, or found. It's ubiquitous. Once you buy a car, you notice the other model of that car is quite ubiquitous when you're on the interstate. So ubiquitous is a word that you can use. Hopefully you'll find opportunities to incorporate it. Incorporate it. For some reason, I've been fascinated with words that begin with you here for the last couple of weeks. But ubiquitous is commonplace. It's something that happens. When I watch Press conferences and sports events, they often use ubiquitous phrases like next man up, turn the page. Uh, uh, it's the, you know, you had to grind it out, you know, just common ubiquitous terms that when you hear athletes and coaches talk, they usually will say the same things. So thank y'all again for checking in. If you want to send a question, Send a question, send your questions to info at comedianmikegoodwin.com. I would love for you to subscribe, share, follow, rate the podcast. Let people know that you are checking it out and that you enjoy it. And I enjoy doing it. And I enjoy having you check in on me every Wednesday. And I'll see you next week for another episode of the Best Advice Ever podcast. It's your guy, 
Mike Goodwin. Peace.